been a wild and wet weekend, Brooke. How have you found Bathurst? It's been a blast. I don't want the weekend to end, though. It sucks we lost the top 10 shootout yesterday, but we're settling for the main game today, Hooli. Who are you hoping wins? You know what, Brooke? I'll go for the Caltech's Young Stars. But the Supute's paddock has been fun to work with this weekend, and the Western Sydney Motorsport team have been great to chat to alongside the rest of the paddock. You know what? Let's hear from the Charters and the Supute's paddock right now. We've got Matty Charter here from Matt Charter Racing. Matt, how's your Bathurst been so far? Yeah, good. Only had one session so far, but, um, yeah, car felt good. We know it's a good car. Just going to obviously got to ease into it, really. That's uh, six hours of practice. You don't want to just go out and try something stupid straight away. So I've asked many of these people, in the, in the, the drivers in the pits and the crew, what's your most ultimate memory of Bathurst? Coming here as a kid, you know, racing in other categories, what's your, what's your most prized, prized memory? It'd be when the old man, 2003, he raced the 24-hour. Um, that's just such a mammoth effort. And I was only young then, 9 or 10. Um, but, yeah, I remember being around the garages the whole time and pretty well staying up for the whole race. Um, yeah, it's definitely a big one for me. What about your teammate, Jalen? Have you two clicked ever since racing as rivals? And how's that all going for you this weekend? Yeah, good. We've always gotten along, really. Always been able to talk to each other. So yeah, we, we, he's an easy one to get along to with. So that that works out well. You don't, you wouldn't want someone you have to be awkward around, really. Um, yeah, and in terms of in the car, you know, we're super similar with each other on the test days. Um, neither of us, you know, put a foot wrong. So hopefully, we just continue that and just, like I said, ease into it throughout throughout practice. We're with Wally Story here, working for Matt Charter Racing as the engineer. You've been an engineer for a long time. Um, what's your favourite Bathurst memory, Wally? Oh, well, clearly everybody's going to say 1990. They won the race, but we actually did a lot better job of the car in 1991. The car was much better. We, it was a car we built ourselves for a start. We didn't take over another car. So I was probably happier with that result, although we ran second. I was a lot happier with that car. And here I'm the team manager, not the engineer. Oh, okay. I'm doing something I'm not used to doing at all. <laughs> so you're not engineering your team managing it. How are you finding the boys and the way they're going? Oh, yeah, it's all right. I mean, you've got to curb the expectation. Yeah. This is a really difficult game if you've never done it. These blokes have never done it, right? So there are a lot of traps here. If you look at the odds of new kids, they're, you know, if they manage to make it through Sunday without falling over, they'll have done very well. And what's the difference between the privateers back in your day to now? Obviously, it's a lot more expensive than that. Is there any way that they could change the supercar dynamic to make the privateers come more through, or not really? I don't think it's a very practical thing to do these days. If you, I mean, to run this show, the reason I'm co-opted, and various, there's quite a few other blokes at my level co-opted, is that supercars won't give you a wild card unless you've got experienced people with you, because there's so much of the rule book to know, if you've ever bothered to read it, like a small country phone book. <laughs> Um, and you can trip over yourself very easily. So it, it wouldn't be very fair to put a bunch of blokes, like raw blokes in here. They, it's just hard. It's, it's, it's a very difficult game. And plus, privateer days years ago, yeah, we could build our own car in front up. This car, we're running, is equal to the front car. In fact, if you believe the story they're telling us, it's the same setup as won the race last year. Well, in privateer days, you could never have done that originally. You, you turned up because you turned up, you know. It was part of the, it was part of competing, not necessarily with any hope of winning. You didn't think you were going to win it. The object of the game was to do the best you could do, which for privateers really doesn't change. 
you know, like if you want to run at the front with these bikes, you're talking about millions of dollars. Um, an extraordinary drive. It's not just blokes that are very good. You talk about extraordinary. The whole field's full of good blokes. Like, to, to get to the blokes like Giz, Wind Cup, McLaughlin, those guys, they're, they're world-class, extraordinary people. And, and the reverse, to show you how difficult it is, Jacques Villeneuve was a world champion, wasn't he? And he couldn't get one off the back row of the grid. And it's not because he can't drive. The cars are difficult to drive. And, and they're hard to understand what you want out of the car for setup to make it go fast and then drive what you want. You, you see a lot of drivers in this game, they go in with a team who knows what they're doing and they perform. You put them on their own, they run their own car, they don't perform anywhere as well because what they think they want and what they really wants is two different things. Well, thanks for coming on the pod, pod, podcast, Wally, and um, we'll, get, we'll get you on the couch soon. No worries, Dan. I've got Armin Chida here, the, one of the privateer teams. Armin, what has it taken to get here to be a privateer team in the Bathurst 1000? Honestly, I don't know where to start. It's... It's been a three-year thing, um, but it was at the start of this year, I said to my wife, we're going to do the wild card. She goes, no, we're not. I said, yes, we are. Anyway, so I just I ignored everyone because everyone said, well, you can't do it. I said, we're going to do it. And here we are. It's been a big, big ask, big task, though. And honestly, without the people behind me, like um, Frank Kulowitz, who's our marketing manager, you know, Brains and Wally and the whole family, we couldn't have done it. Yeah, it, it, and... Walkinshaw as well, you know, we leased everything off them, so it made it a little bit easier to get the car and truck and most of the gear. Um, but as you see, it's, it looks good. It's um, a lot of people walking up going, wow, you know, look like you've been here forever. So it's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. And your aim is to actually have a main game squad in the next two years. Is that still on track or is that going to be like a hard fight thing to get a wreck? It is a hard fight to get a wreck. Um, but having said that, I think it's built a lot of momentum in the last two weeks, the privateer thing. If you read the socials, you know, people just lose their minds about it, privateers being on the grid. And they're all going, you know, we need more privateers to, to get back into supercars. Yeah. So whether that helps or not, I don't know. Um, at the moment, our focus is this weekend. We, we're at our one practice session. It's good. Um, the boys tried a heap of different stuff, and Matt's comfortable. Uh, Jay does the next one. Yep. And tomorrow's rain anyway, so it could yeah, it's anyone. So, yeah. But, um, look, it's just a mammoth task. And when the car first went out, I tell, I'll tell you what, I got choked up. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty, you know, surreal feeling. Yeah. But it's cool. Yeah. What was, the, what was the talk like between your son and yourself, like, leading up to this event, though? Were you, like, was it nervous? Was it, did you, was there a certain feeling? Or were you just, like, happy that it's actually happened? Or Honestly, or we don't, yeah, we're not, like, we talk a lot because we, yeah. we work together. But we're sort of, yeah, occasionally I say, mate, you, you know, you excited? Yeah, 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 pretty excited, but... He was sceptical about uh, two months ago. He didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, he'll tell you that. But, yeah, anyway, I kept saying, we're going. It's going to happen. The only thing we didn't do was we were going to run Super 2, um, but because of what happened to Sandown, we're not in the championship, so we decided to just run both boys, no Super 2, just focus on this whole solely, just so they can get our head around this. Because it, it, it's a, you think it's a step up, but it's about 10 steps up. Yeah, it, it's, yeah and until we did it, I didn't... I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, I've seen it, but until you live it, yeah, it's, it's a it's a big difference. And what about your like your last feeling? Like obviously having a supercar team and a super two team, the big difference. Are you gonna try and have a super two team and a supercar team, or not really? One? When, are you just gonna go one way, or keep it with the old cars, or sell them? Or, is there any plan, or not really? I don't know yet. Um, I was actually speaking to someone this morning. If Matt doesn't run super two next year. Yeah. Because we got a car ready for next year, um, we'll probably run this kid in the car. Yep. 
um, and then decide what we do with Matt, um, depending what happens, yeah. What's your favourite moment of Bathurst? The old cars. Cars? Yeah, the Heritage Revival. The Heritage Revival. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favourite driver? Is it Brocky, Johnson, anyone like that? Peter Brock, for sure. Peter Brock? Yeah. And what makes you come back to the mountain every year? I'm a motorhead. Yeah. And this is a uh, farewell to Holden. Are you here for that as well? Yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Sad to see him go. Yeah. What's, what's your hope? What are you hoping for this weekend, though, for a result for the mountain? Holden to win, for sure. Yeah. Any particular Holden driver? Any of them, as long as they come one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> so go Holden. Yeah. Holden all the way. Cheers. Thanks, Timmy. So, Morky, it's a pretty um, interesting podcast, this one, and you've been to Bathurst many times. What's your most iconic Bathurst memory? Uh, finishing Bathurst in 2000 in that rain soak race. And we had a lot of trouble. We were running 15th at one stage, and I actually finished the race after three attempts, and um, I was crying <laughs> when I came in. And the first person I um, ran into was Bargwana's dad. Yeah. And I said, mate, I finished it, I finished it. And he said, how do you think I feel, Mark? He said, my son just won it. <laughs> that would be one of the biggest memories I've had from Bathurst, yeah. And was Bathurst the one thing that motivated you to get on the track? Not really. I uh, I used to do um, club sport. I'm a. I never had any money, and I used to do uh, motor corners, hill climbs. Um, I was in about five or six different car clubs. I didn't actually do an open meet until about 1970 something. I done Division Two sports sedans. Russell Scaife won the first race I went in. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie Gillard was in there, and uh, Kevin Kennedy, Norm Stokes, uh, Division Two sports sedans. I used to run. That was my first open meet. But I'd done a lot of. Um, IPRA, which used to be club cars. I'm the longest-serving member of that club. Uh, I raced HQs for a lot of years. Um, they made me a life member of the HQ Racing Association in New South Wales when I left it. I had five HQs. I used to rent them out to people and stuff like that. Awesome. So I, I got a little bit upset about the compression ratio. They wouldn't accept the fact that I reckon they should only have 10 to 1 compression when they went to 98. <laughs> and uh, I got a bit sick and tired of people putting real expensive fuel on their cars and blowing you off. You know, so it wasn't worth paying all that money for fuel, you know, $6 a litre or something for fuel yeah. to race a HQ, so I got out of that. But um, I actually, to come to Bathurst, I actually got a HQ, because that was about the only way you could get here back in the day. Yeah. So there's no, yeah, so that's what happened. I, um, I, uh, I bought a HQ for two reasons. A good friend of mine, Gavin Croft, he was a young boy at the time, and I was over at Keith's place, and unfortunately Keith's passed away now. And um, Gavin put shit on me. He said, uh, oh, listen, old fellow, you get out there in HQs and I'll show you how it's done. I thought, yeah, I'll show you, Gavin, I'll get one. <laughs> so I built one and I got one. I bought it off Mark Bevan, actually. I bought, I, I bought uh, Russell Becker's old car, yep. four and a half grand back in the day. And, um, and uh, Gavin Croft wasn't in it when I started racing them. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he sort of... Uh, got me to go into it, you know, and, and I thought, well, that's the way you'll get to Bathurst. So I came to Bathurst here a few times in the HQ. Yeah. That was my first experience as a Bathurst was in a HQ album. I'd done the the hill climb from the clubhouse up and I'd done the mountain straight and I'd done the hill climb over the back of up mountain, up mountain straight and around the corner. I'd done them club events, you know, like lap dashes, but they yeah. don't do the whole circuit. Yeah. I'd done all them. But, um, 
Yeah, that's it's, a, it's the best racetrack in the world, I reckon. Uh, they reckon Hockenheim's or whatever it is is really good, but um, I don't think um, I'd remember all the corners. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on the potty, Morky. We'll get Morky. We'll get you on the full couch later on late, later oh, this year. You're going to get me on the couch. Huh? All right, we got the mags back, boys. What's your favourite Bathurst memory? Wow, our uh, first ever drivey. It's crazy going down the dipper. It's like it's so daunting, but once you conquer it, it's yeah, that's a memory for me. It's yeah. unreal. For me, um, personally, my favourite memory was racing with him here and right behind him coming through the chase and trying to get a pass. That was pretty cool. Um, and then, as far as supercars go, you can't really go past the uh, Greg Murphy yeah. lap of the gods. So that was pretty good. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, boys. No worries. <laughs> I've got Luke Cedis here for Bathurst Bites. Luke, what's your most iconic Bathurst memory? Uh, probably 2000 when I started the uh, the main race. Dad and I, we brought two cars up here, um, racing supercars in the main game. And, um, yeah, starting the start of that race, it was a pretty wet year. I remember driving up Mountain Straight thinking, what am I doing in here? I cannot see the car in front of me. And you look for a rain light and then you break. And, yeah, it was a... It was an unreal experience, and be able to drive with my dad in the in the great race, like I'll I'll never forget that. Yeah. And what what year was that for memory for the for the listeners at home? Uh year two thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And where did you finish in that one? Good question. <laughs> Twenty something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there was around fifty cars back then, yeah. wasn't it, on the grid? Yeah, it was like fifty-seven or fifty-eight cars that that year. Yeah. What do you think now in the current day of running the current Super Utes team and running your own race team away from the driving? Uh, so for me, I've I always ran my own cars from when I was sixteen years old. I built my own race truck from the ground up when I started racing. Um, so sixteen years old, I started racing trucks. I built that all myself, and I've always built my own race cars and prepared my race cars. Um, my brothers started racing. I said, hang on a minute, Dad, you're spending way too much money here. I can do this, what these guys are doing. So I started looking after my brother's cars. Um, and then it just turned into something where people would say, oh, you're running your brother's cars, why don't you run our car as well in the same series? So we went from running a couple of Lotuses and Aussie cars and stuff into V8 Utes. We ran in a whole heap and then 86s and now we run the V8 Super Ute series. And what is it like running the Mags boys and Borgie in the same team for this for this season? We got the best of both worlds. We're winning races and we're having the best fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Luke. Thank you. All right, we've got George Gutierrez here, Super Ute racer. George, what's your best Bathurst memory? It's hard to sort of nut it down to sort of one. I think it's just the the history of all the events. You know, I grew up as a kid from home watching TV. You know waking up at six in the morning looking at all the pre-supports and then watching the main race um i think the last few because for myself the last i guess how do you put it subconsciously the more you know the older you get the more aware of what you're doing i think the last generation of cars have probably been my favorite um funny enough the racing has been pretty good so i think yeah these um Gen 2 cards, if I'm correct. They're, they're the era, I think, of any Bathurst of those. You have a look at those. I, I don't, it's, hard, it's hard to sort of dictate which one's going to be your favourite, but, you know, I'm a motorsport fan as much as I am and as, as an enthusiast, and I just love love the sport for what it is. Yeah. What made you choose Super Utes for your own team and that? Did, I mean, you did a bit of Toyotas, but what made you choose the Super Utes after the Toyotas? 
So Supies for us was essentially the only opportunity for us to make a step forward. Um, we felt like what we did in the 286 series was enough. Um, we proved that for two years consistently we can run and start the top five and the top ten. So we figured, you know, we'd try and look at the next step. Financially for us, Super 2 and Super 3 was quite out of reach. So for us, we had to take the gamble and go to Super Utes, and it seems to be paying off at the moment. And you're going to a two-car team next year, is that correct? Yes, that's the plan, that's the plan. So if you're looking for a drive, you, oh, know, you know where to come. I'll be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for coming on the potty, man. No worries, mate. Thank you for having me. I've got Dave Casey here, one of the Super Utes drivers. Dave, what's your most iconic Bathurst moment? Uh, well, this is actually my first time here this weekend, so, yeah, probably just the last practice day. It was pretty a uh, practice session we did done. It was pretty uh, wet out there. It was really, really slippery, so... Probably not the most ideal way to start your Bathurst campaign, but yeah, it was pretty pretty cool out there. Eh? Do you remember? Do you remember watching Bathurst much as a kid? Do you remember any iconic moments or anything like that, or not really? Yeah, yeah, I oh, definitely yeah, watched it every year. Um, obviously, Lounsey was pretty pretty big hero to me, and now to have him commentating our category, that's yeah, it's a bit of a pinch yourself moment, eh? Yeah, and what do you think? How, how do you think your weekend's going to go? Um, yeah, I think like we're going to build each session, obviously being a pioneer to the whole track um it'll it'll take some time but i think by the end of the weekend we'll be on the pace yeah Yeah, cheers dave thanks mate no worries what a lineup of drivers we spoke to that there wouldn't be any racing without the mechanics and engineers we spoke with Western City Motorsports team and also some young guns interning at Bathurst this weekend on Morky's U. Let's hear what they had to say. i got Justin and Vernon here. Boys, what is your favourite memories of the Bathurst 1000? Uh, back in Larry Perkins' days. Yeah? Sorry, wrong category, but yeah, it was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Any category? Oh, just, um, yeah. yeah, just uh, Larry's efforts in the early 90s were just, um, yeah, spectacular. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, yeah, just loved him as an engineer and as a driver as well, so that was... That'd be mine. Yeah. yeah. What about yourself? Mine, first year up here, up the top of the mountain, 05. 05. Yeah. Just the atmosphere up there. The atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. And why do you keep coming back to Bathurst? Well, it's Mecca. Yeah. It, it is. is. It's the penultimate. It's this is better. If you win at Bathurst, it's better than winning the championship. Yeah. It's just one of those places. It, it, the mountain bike is so hard. It's so hard to work for it, and it's so uh, unforgiving. Yeah. And if you can finish, that's a plus. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah it uh, is. Uh, helps you win that way. Yeah, yeah you got to finish first. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the potties, boys. Cheers, You're welcome. We got Crystal here. Uh, we're just up, up with the Super Utes. So, Crystal, can you just tell everyone what uh, you're working on up here on the Utes? Um, yeah, I'm working with Jasmine on Morky's Ute, uh, doing a bit of mechanics and learning a little bit of engineering as we go along, um, and a bit with sort of communication and management of the team. So helping out with everything here and there. Oh, that's great to hear. So is your future plans to be a mechanic here working on the cars or in F1, supercars, Indy? Where do you plan to go? Um, at the moment, I'm most interested in the open wheel series, so either Formula 1 or Indy cars, and I'm trying to find what role suits me best. I'm, I am very interested in sort of mechanical or race engineering at the moment, um, but would also love to work with drivers and the sort of, um, I don't know, exercise science of, of it all. Oh, that's great to hear. So you're working on the exercise science, and then you said you've done that for three years, and then for you're in your first year of the engineering. How's your experience of the engineering course so far? Uh, a bit chaotic. <laughs> it's difficult online. Uh, it's a bit more in person now, which is really good, but um, 
it's it's a lot of work. Oh, that, yeah, I know what that's like. I did an engineering degree. It takes up your time, but it's worth it. And it sounds like you're on your road to doing some exciting stuff in the industry. Uh, thanks for having an interview with us here. And we look forward to see what you do in the future. Awesome. Thank you. All right. I've got Jasmine here at Bathurst. Jasmine, I've got to ask you, just to let everyone know, what are you doing at Bathurst here? <laughs> um, we're working with Richard Mork for the City Rural Insurance Brokers uh, on his BT50. And we're just kind of like his mechanics or, you know, cleaners or anything he kind of needs us at the time um we share the duties a bit with um being on radio um making sure obviously the car's in spec everything like that uh, how long have you been working with Morky? um i listened this year we had our first round at winton and it was kind of our introduction and it, it was quite an introduction to cold weather having to change deer from the axles in um, one of the races and yeah so not not too long but it's exciting learned a lot <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And so have you been coming to Bathurst for many years? Yeah, probably seven years now, yeah. roughly. Um, it's the first time I actually happened to work. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> so are you studying outside of here? No, um, I, I do uh, bush regeneration and wildlife caring outside of here. And oh. I grew up doing mechanics. My dad's a mechanic, so I learnt from him bits and pieces here and there. So it's actually getting good to put it into practice finally. <laughs> oh, that's really great to hear. Uh, and what's your favourite memory of Bathurst over the last seven years? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, probably total fangirl moment, obviously meeting Craig Lowndes. Um, yeah. But just sitting at the chase and having like cars go three wide through there, I think it was um, Tanda, McLaughlin and Wincup when they collided that year. It was like yeah. everyone was on the edge of their seat and everyone yeah. was like, oh, my God. And, and then, um, but the memorable was um, Scott McLaughlin mm-hmm. when he did the lap of gods. And just oh, everyone, yeah. we were all just like, oh, my God, how did he do that? You know, after what happened up at the top there. But probably that and the atmosphere so thanks for that and thanks for coming on Bathurst Bites Uh, we got Scott here. Scott, you take a lot of photos around every racetrack but I want to know what's your favourite moment at Bathurst ooh favourite moment at Bathurst to be honest I don't actually really have a favourite one every Bathurst is a good Bathurst (laughs) Do you have many memories, though, watching as a kid? Do you have any specific memory, like Larry Perkins winning or Peter Brock or anything like that? Yeah, um, when uh, Larry Perkins and wrestling will come from the back of the field, uh, that's probably one of my moments that I remember. Do you enjoy Do you enjoy taking a lot of photos out here and enjoying the atmosphere and whatnot? Yeah, to be honest, I actually don't take too many photos of the cars. I take more photos of the spectators and, uh, and the, the, the crowds. is a lot better than most of the time than the cars. Cool. Thanks, Scotty. We'll be back to our regular programming this week after the great race with FMX rider Chevy Oxalenko as Brooke and myself learn about the wild side of being on a bike performing in front of crowds around the world. Check out the latest episode this coming Tuesday.